where did all the employees go? Like, seriously, is there anybody right now who has, <laughs> I don't mean to laugh about it because like so many executives, so many entrepreneurs are hurting, suffering, having issues right now because they can't find enough people. Are you dealing with it too? I want to, one of the, one of the valuable things I get to do in this podcast, or at least I, I hope it brings value is, uh, is share insights that I have as I'm talking to different coaching clients, different organizations. And there is a major theme that is emerging and I've heard it over and over and over again in just the last few days. I'm going to share it with you in this episode. Leadership is the ability to facilitate movement in others toward a destination you can describe. I'm Russ Hill. I help build leaders. And this is the Culture Hacks Podcast. There's the food manufacturing plant that's that's short 1,700 employees right now. Like on the factory floor, on the manufacturing floor, we're talking about a company that makes bacon and chicken and ham and all of those sorts of things. And they can't find enough employees, 1,700 people short. Then there's a defense contractor, another manufacturing company that today, just a few hours ago, told me 500 people short and they've got, they won all these contracts and now they, they're having trouble because they can't find enough people to help them fulfill them, 500 people short. Then there's the entrepreneur, the small business owner that I was talking to last night, a friend of mine who, um, who said his July numbers, I'm recording this in August, of 2021 and he was talking about how his business is trending and he said yeah july we were off um a little bit we trended downward which was kind of weird night so i probed a little bit we were talking about something else and got talking business for a few minutes last night i said so why was why was july down and he said i just i can't get the cruise i can't get enough i don't have enough cruise to and so it's not that orders are down it's not that business is down it's that that there's not enough people to meet the demand Anyway, welcome into this episode. I'm Russ Hill. I make my living coaching executives and impacting results and love what I do for a living. It is, it is, um, it's, I, I just, you know, a few years ago, I had a coworker who said, Russ, what is your, like, what's your purpose? And when she asked me that question over dinner uh, in a hotel, as we were prepping for the next day with the client in Pittsburgh that we were meeting with, I thought, what kind of soft, fluffy question is that? Um, You know, like, pass me the tofu when you're done (laughs) asking me that question. My purpose? My purpose is to be successful. Make money, right? Retire younger, like retire five years ago. Not really. I love working. I can't imagine being fully retired. I am working fewer hours then I used, well, I don't know if that's true or not. I'm just, I'm dictating. I'm deciding when I work. The eight to five workday is dead. You know that, right? Like the eight to five, go to an office, like put a bullet in it. It's over. It's dead. It's over there screaming for survival. And someone just needs to go put it out of its misery. I, as we've researched this book, um, the, the Great Resignation, which is I got to not oversell this thing because, you know, you under promise and over deliver. Right. But this thing is I, I um, I'm now in a place where I'm presenting some of the data that's in the, the book 
that will be in the book when it comes out. Um, I'm I'm now in the uh, I'm now in the process of presenting that to uh, to clients. So I've done it several times in the last several weeks. Yesterday I did was the latest um, with a, a, a senior leadership team out in California, and um, and uh, it was just awesome. Like people eat this stuff up. I geek out over it. Like the and and it's it's just tons of digging through data and looking for okay, what's the trend here? What's happening in the workforce right now? What what are the dynamics that leaders are dealing with that are unique? Because it really feels like a really unusual time in leading companies, whether they're large or small, right? From supply chain shortages to work, worker shortage, employee shortages, to inflation, to um, work from home, to um, racism and equality and diversion and equity and all, all, all these things. I mean, if you put it, all these things in a bowl and mix it up, you've got you've got um, a concoction that none of us have ever dealt with in our careers. And isn't that awesome? Like it's it just it it challenges us in so many unique ways. And I know I'm all over the place in this episode, but just deal with it, okay? Lots of things on my mind, and. Um, and so I presented some of those findings yesterday, and and one of them is, in fact, let me let me uh, l- let me just put it in the context of how I opened this episode. Um, we we just got the latest statistics from the uh, Bureau of Labor Statistics, the BLS is what they call it. The U and this is in the U.S. So those of you that are in other countries. Uh, I know that some of this is happening in parts of Europe and other places, and then I'm sure there are some of you who are listening going, yeah, this, Russ, what you're talking about is not a reality over here where I live or work or whatever. Um, and so just bear with me. This is, this is the situation in the U.S., and it's, and, it's, and, it's, and it's happening in other places as well. Um, and so the, B, the, the, the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics, which just puts out tons of of data. I mean, that's what, that's what they do for a living. Their latest numbers out this week when I'm recording this show that uh, we hit the highest number ever on record, which, by the way, keeps happening every month. Do you know how many jobs are open right now? In fact, I'll geek out with you on a, on a few numbers right now. Um, do you know how many jobs are open in the U.S.? These are positions that are open that companies are struggling to fill. The, the current number as of the day I'm recording this is 10.1 million. 10.1 million jobs that are open. By the way, you know, when Microsoft put out that report in uh, in the spring of this year and said 41% of global employees are considering leaving their job this year, 41% global, they surveyed 30,000 people around the globe, Microsoft did. We're not talking about some fly-by-night operation. They wanted to see how COVID had affected the workforce. And so they did this major study, 41% of people, it stunned them. Microsoft's like, wait, that number, is that number real? And they went through the data, it was absolutely real. And then several other studies by other organizations confirmed it, slightly higher, slightly lower, but around in the same range. So you got four out of 10 employees that say, yeah, I'm actually considering leaving. And then there were a decent number, you'll read this if, if, you, if you end up reading our book when it comes out here in the next uh, couple of months, um, you'll read that there were several CEOs who went, yeah, whatever. Like that's the biggest bogus research ever. Just get back to the office and let's just kind of get back to going. In fact, some, some uh, CEOs who I love to make fun of, not by name right now, they're not clients, obviously, 
um, are like, yeah, um, the work from home thing, that was like a fad. Nobody really wants to keep doing that. And so we're going to get back in the office and let's just get, let's just, you know, forget all this research that's happening. It's all, it's all temporary if it's even real at all. Well, so the 41% number, um, some, some people in business made fun of it or critiqued it. And then, um, April came along and April's, um, what they call job quits numbers came out over 4 million people quit their job in the U S in April of this year, never had happened. And then some people went, oh, well, that's just all the bent up, like all the people that didn't quit last year who want to quit this year. And so that was just this big surge. And and we hit that record and and it's like it's not going to happen again. And then it happened in May. And by the way, we just got this week the June numbers. Well, guess what? Same thing. Four million, four million, four million, three months in a row. And uh, and then the number of job openings is is hitting record numbers 10.1 million i've got all these anecdotes from different companies that i'm working with that i'm familiar with and um and it and then and then you deal with supply chain shortages and it's just crazy like the dynamics that are going on in the workplace right now are just so so unique so what's the takeaway from that a few things um and i don't have time in this podcast episode to go into kind of the overall summary well i can get into the summary of as we keep researching and digging and and finalizing this book um one of my big takeaways is the the individual has gained tremendous power tremendous power and we we've seen this happen in other areas of society you had the arab spring that happened uh, uh what a decade five years ago more than five years ago um, if you don't know what that term means, Google it. Basically, in Arab countries, predominantly Arab countries, uh, massive movements where people spoke up and you know cried out for democracy, democratic reform. Some of them got squished, but but and, and some didn't. Um, and and basically, it was the individual becoming more powerful. And then you got the Me Too movement, where um, women speaking up, and not just women. I mean, some men too in high-profile cases spoke said. You know, I've been victimized in the office or whatever else. The, the individual became more powerful. Then you've got the George Floyd thing that happened last year, and you've got um, African American and black employees and people of color that are spoken up and say, "Hey, I'm not, I, I, I'm not going to tolerate this lack of inclusion and diversity in the workplace anymore." And so, they, so those individuals um, in, in various ethnic groups have become more powerful. And so, if you want to, if you want to zoom out and really look at the trend. If you if you subscribe to what I the theory I've got based on the data we're seeing and what 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 we're coming up with is the individual is becoming more powerful. The firm is becoming less powerful. The firm is losing tremendous power, which is really interesting because you're seeing that at the same time that you have massive growth in companies. For instance, Amazon. How many people did Amazon hire last year in 2020? What's the number? Yeah, over half a million. It comes out to about just shy of 1,400 people a day that Amazon hired, over half a million. That doesn't count the seasonal help. That was another rough estimate, um, 170,000 people. So permanent jobs that Amazon hired, or not, 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 and let me actually, I need to restate that because that's what I wrote in a chapter, and I actually said that to a group in the last couple of weeks, and they pushed back on me on it, and they were right. It's not how many people Amazon hired. I take that back. It's how many positions Amazon created. Amazon actually hired more people than that, but they created 
over half a million positions. So Amazon now is over is like 1.2, 1.3 million employees. Um, closing in on Walmart, that's just over 2 million. Nobody's even close to that, you all, right? I mean, there's just no company that's even close to that. Amazon's grown like mad. So you've got companies like Amazon and whatever industry you're in, you're seeing consolidation too, right? You've seen it over the last decade or more, and it's just accelerating. So somebody could push back on us and say, well, what do you mean the firm's becoming less powerful? Have you seen the growth that's happening in these organizations? True. Absolutely. They're becoming more powerful when it comes to gobbling up market share. That's totally true. But their ability to really hold on to retain talents diminishing. And, you, and if I if I pushed you on this or or pressure tested this on you, you'd be able to tell me numerous stories of individuals who have left the, the industry, switched jobs, left a company, whatever it might be. And and many of those individuals would not have felt uh, empowered to do that, comfortable enough to do that um, a year ago, two years ago, five years ago. And, and there, are lots of, there are lots of contributing factor, factors to that, right? A couple of them right now in the marketplace are uh, increasing, expanding social safety net. And that trend doesn't look like it's going to go away. In fact, last night I was reading this 145-page report put out by the World Bank uh, in 2018 about the shifting workplace. So even before COVID, you had the work, World Bank um, with all of their analysts looking globally and, and unbelievable stories in this in this uh, this report, and um, and 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 the whole idea is that the that the individual is gaining more power and has the ability to 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 leave their um, leave their their firm as the term is called by um, statisticians. They don't use the word company; they use firms. And so the um, in that report by the World Bank, they were calling on governments around the world to expand the social safety net. Well, here in the U.S., we know what that's looked like over the last year, right? $25 billion allocated to rent relief. Like that's in the marketplace right now. Biden, Congress approved that. So 25, not million, $25 billion of rent relief going to renters. $10 billion in, you can Google any of these numbers, $10 billion of mortgage relief. That's going to homeowners right now. $3,600 per child tax credit. Lots of Americans just started getting a check for every child that they have in their home in July. So the social, and then you, then you look at Biden who called on the Federal Trade Commission just a few months ago, he, like a month ago, he signed an executive order, Google it, to, uh, to call upon, Biden did here in the U.S., called upon the Federal Trade Commission to make non-competes illegal, that companies can't have them anymore, or at least most of them. And if you go to other countries in the world, they, they aren't legal, non-competes. So you, somebody quits, and it's going to be easier for them to join the crosstown rival or start their own company or do whatever they want to do, Right. Four, four to five states are not going to get that number exact. Four to five states already have uh, non-competes illegal. So you got that dynamic. Then the amount of money that people have saved up right now. Somebody in the meeting I was in yesterday said it's four trillion dollars. I've got to I've got to uh, verify that number. I don't know if it's true or not. That That's not a number I, I've researched. But there's no doubt that there's more money saved up by employees. So I've got this expanding social safety net. I've saved a ton of money because we didn't go anywhere as a family. We didn't spend nearly as much money last year. So I've got that. Then I've got 
the, the, the technological advances that allow me to start up a company or join another company or contract out my services, the so-called gig economy, right? The gig worker, which I didn't, I didn't even really thought about that term very much. I've heard it a ton over the last five years, but didn't really think about what it meant. And it's, and it's, um, it's that I can go hire out per gig. So I can go out and get, get, instead of having a job, I'm going out and I'm seeking gigs and you're paying me per gig. I'm a gig worker. Okay. And so that, that economy is sort of, so you see all these variables and it's no shortage. It's no wonder that you've got shortage. So demand's way up, right? Supply chain's down and, and you got people spending more money right now that they had saved up. You got the increasing social safety net. And, and, and so then there's just not enough employees. There's not, there's not enough workers, which means, so again, takeaways, um, are you got to hold on to your people, man. You, you have to create a culture to where they want to work where you're at. And in the book, we write about what that looks like based on the data that we see. The, the one word that I've posted and talked a little bit about on LinkedIn in the last few weeks is flexibility. Got to have a ton more flexibility. Um, and, but there are other things as well. For instance, customer focus, the further away from the patient or the customer that, or member that a team is, the more toxic the culture is, period. The further removed a team is from the customer, the more toxic the culture is. It's just, you can't challenge that statement. And so, uh, the, and, and, and the further, and, and so it's the job of a leader really make sure our work is about the customer or the patient or the member, whatever that looks like, we've got to make sure we got flexibility for employees, creating a culture that retains people, so on and so forth. Lots more to come on that. So anyway, I just wanted to share this, this, uh, this observation because I, I haven't had this happen before where call after call after call um, and on site with different, different clients and it's all across industries where um, you start talking to a business owner or an executive about you know what he's struggling with, and it's I can't I can't get people I can't get enough people I've got a shortage of labor, and it's just wild to see that impact so many industries. How long will that happen? I don't know. Um, is it is a, a phenomenon for the next three months? No, definitely going to be longer than that. But is it going to be that way in in two or three years? Um, I don't know. Uh, certainly, as demand if demand diminishes then there's not as a need for as many employees, right? Then the size of the firm shrinks. But my, my theory, my gut on this is based on the trend lines in the data is that this is, this is the new norm. Um, not, not, not supply chain. We'll figure that out, right? As, as an economy and as, as, as the business market. Um, but, I think demand is overall going to increase. I think social safety nets going to increase and, and this number of people leaving their jobs, we went back cause I wanted to make sure it wasn't just COVID. Like did COVID create this, um, this, this, uh, situation where people are quitting their jobs or did that start pre COVID and, uh, and, and the pandemic just accelerated a trend that was already there. And so I dug and dug and dug and we, we just, we just, we just dug into it. And, and the data was crazy. The, the trend started before 2010 and we're, we're putting that in the book too. And then you can see how COVID accelerated it. So, um, this is the reality, man. This is the world we live in. And the fun part of leadership is having to adapt and change the workplace, the market, the environment is never static. And that makes our lives so engaging, right? 
what the, the, the way you led three years ago won't work today. Some of those things will, and you want to stick with it, but you've got to be adjusting and adapting because of the changes in the, uh, in the marketplace and society and the culture and all of that. I just think that is so awesome. By the way, we're going to be doing, did I, if I mentioned this in another podcast episode, we're going to be doing some, some, um, we call them live onlines or, uh, or web classes, whatever we want to call it. Um, where we're going to open registration. It's going to be free where we're going to show the basic findings of our data. And, uh, and I think we're going to break it into two different sessions. One is here's the problem and let us just geek out on data with you so that you can see this picture that I'm describing here in this podcast at a high level. And then, uh, and then part two, a week or two later will be, um, so what do we suggest? What, 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 what does the data suggest we need to do as leaders to adjust and adapt based on the trend lines that are out there. And so we're going to do that for free um, and open it up. We'll, we'll limit registration to like maybe, I think it's a thousand, somewhere between a thousand and 2000 people. We'll open the, that up in the next, um, we're targeting like a month from now at the time I'm recording this. So probably be in September sometime that we'll do that. And uh, so if this stuff interests you, you'll want to make sure you, um, you register for that. If you follow me on LinkedIn, um, then you won't have an issue uh, seeing that uh, when it when it pops up. All righty. Hope you're doing well. Hope you're healthy. Hope that uh, that uh, things are going well in your organization, and hopefully you can find enough people to uh, to to meet your needs. We'll talk to you in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening. Are you getting my emails as well? Every week, I'm writing an article designed to strengthen your ability to lead others. Are you seeing these? If you're not, join the more than 5,000 people who are reading them. They've subscribed for free. Just go to russhill.me. Start getting those weekly leadership articles at russhillmyname.me. At that site, by the way, you can also learn more about my online courses and coaching sprints if you've got interest in that as well. RussHill.me.